This episode of The Curly Critics is brought to you by our brand new merch store, found at tpublic.com, Curly Critics Pod. Link is in the description. From WBNE. Hi, I'm Carrie. And I'm Jade. And we're the Curly Critics. And today we're talking about Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone by J.K. Rowling. We're talking about wizards, nerds. Okay, but first... We're going to start with a funny work story because I work in a retail store and Carrie works in a convenience store and that is as much as we can say without bad things happening to us. So, like legally, we would be in a lot of trouble. So, would we? <laughs> yeah, technically, oh. my store has a lot of rules about that sort of thing and it's, oh, it's bad. <laughs> my store does not care. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyways. So the other day, I was doing a return with this guy, and I saw him. He had a mask on, you know, as you do during quarantine things. And it was red and white and green, and it had, like, green leaves on it and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Dude had, like, a long white beard and was wearing, like, Hawaiian shirt. And as soon as I started talking to him, I realized he was Santa. So I did an, a return with santa claus and he was really nice and then the other work story i have is i was so bored today i figured out the algorithm of the spanish to english song ratio with ads included and um yeah so now i know the secret to the universe and that's it that those are my work stories for the day our lives are so exciting I thought those stories were funny. So, anyways, <laughs> I freaking met Santa. What did you do today? <sighs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even today, so. Uh, okay, so now we're gonna talk about wizards. Jade, um, what's your history with Harry Potter? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, nothing. Zero. N- nothing at all. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's super fascinating. What about you? Yeah, I read Harry Potter in middle school. What? Yeah. Because neither one of us were, like, allowed to read it as yeah. kids. Because witchcraft and stuff. But then eventually my mom was like, well, if you kids, like, don't believe in Santa Claus anymore and, like, can understand that things are fictional, like, why are you preventing them from reading, like, things like Harry Potter? Yeah. So I read it, and my whole family was at camp this week. I can't remember if it was 7th or 8th grade, but my mom jokingly was like, I bet you'll have all these finished by the time I get back. And then she was like, you're not going to be able to do it. So I did it. I finished seven books in seven days. Yeah, I remember it being torture. I stayed up to like 3 a.m. every day to like finish a book every day. And I did it. I came back and my mom was so impressed with me because I proved her wrong because that's my primary motivator. Is proving people wrong. Wow. So I've been obsessed with it since 8th grade or 7th grade. And I've been trying to get Jade to read it since then. No, you haven't. (laughs) Yes. I'm excited to have Jade read it, though, because a lot of my friends growing up had already read it by the time I had read it. And I basically knew everything. And Jade doesn't learn spoilers. So it's going to be exciting to see her learn these things that I already knew about yeah. while I'm reading it for the first time. Jade reading it for the first time is like me reading it again for the first time. It's <laughs> so cute. You're living your dreams through me. Um, <laughs> so do you have things to talk about? Sure do. I did want to go through just like highlights because I think, I don't know, just... Uh, The beginning of this book, I did not like. I actually, if I had read this by myself through my own convictions, either in middle school or now, I would not have even finished the first book. Like, I hated the beginning. It was so boring to me. When did it start being less boring? Um, well... I took a lot of notes in chapter, chapter 17. 6. 
Just kidding. You're right. Um, Oh boy, Draco Malfoy. I wish that didn't rhyme. Um, I don't know. I think chapter 9, chapter 10 is probably when it got interesting. Um, I just... Like, the Dursleys were so annoying. And I just didn't... (laughs) I don't know. This is bad. The Dursleys are the worst, so... Yeah, obviously. But just the fact, we have to go through, like, four chapters of them just existing. I know! That's the worst! It was torture! I could get through maybe one chapter at a time and then die. (laughs) It was so bad! Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how much I should say. Not much, I guess. Well, the fact that the Dursleys were just so mean to Harry... Yeah. And then he just goes back to them at the end of the year. I don't get it. I don't There's an explanation that I don't think they've said yet. It's not a good explanation. It's stupid. From what I understand that JKR wanted the Dursleys to be physically abusive, but the publisher made her cut it out because it would have been too intense for a children's book. Yeah. But the fact that she wanted them to be physically abusive and then sent her... Harry back to the Dursleys at the end of the book makes it even more upsetting. Yeah, it just does not compute. It does not make sense. There's no excuse to leave a child in an abusive home. No, there's no way. There is no way. Yeah. I just, I'm gonna compare this a lot to Percy Jackson because that's all I have to go off of here. But... With that book, I think you saw Gabe, the bad parent, like, once in, like, for one chapter. And that was the whole background. And then they literally killed him. Yes. (laughs) They actually just killed him with Medusa. But that's not important. (laughs) But, like, that's the difference is the fact that instead of letting Percy continue to exist with his abusive stepfather... They, Rick Riordan literally wrote him out. Yeah. He was like, this guy's the worst. We're done with him. Yeah, and Percy didn't even use his powers. His mom did it. Yes. (laughs) We love Sally. And I don't know. I know a lot of people compare the two books. I'm just kind of thinking that Rick did a lot better job and learned from her mistakes. Yeah. We can talk about a lot, but I'm going to wait until we get to, like, near the end, because there's a lot of things. That are that, similar? That Joe, J.K. Rowling does, that Rick Riordan does better, and there's a lot of, like, pitfalls hmm. in J.K. Rowling's writing about, like, inclusivity and diversity and, like, all these things. Yeah. But we'll just wait, because you haven't even met some of the characters yet, so. Yeah. And also, Rick's just a better person. We also read Percy Jackson first. (laughs) Yeah, so of course I'm biased. Right. It's like people who read Harry Potter first and then read Percy Jackson think Harry Potter's better, but we did it backwards. Yeah. So we're a little bit biased. But But also I still like both of them. Just gonna, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot more I can say about the Dursleys when we get to book three. True. Because things Um... make sense then. Yeah. Oh, all caps, chapter three. They have four rooms and stuck Harry in the cupboard. Uh, They only took Harry out of the cupboard because they thought somebody was watching them. Yeah, dude. Which also, it's kind of creepy that the Wizarding World people, that the Hogwarts people know exactly where you are at all times. Yeah. (laughs) Like, we're supposed to just be like, oh, that's magic. But they're, like, spying on you. Like, that's what we're afraid of. That's why we have tape on our webcams. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> Not anymore, because we have to use them because mm. of quarantine. But <laughs> Yeah, so there was one thing in chapter four where they kind of explained how girls are witches and guys were wizards, and that never occurred to me. That thought of that there's two different... I thought everyone was just a wizard. <laughs> So I thought the, I don't know, I just thought the wording was weird. They do the same exact thing. I just had a different 
connotation of what witches and wizards were. Yeah, I don't remember that part. But it's also weird. Like, why? Why is it necessary? Yeah, I don't... I don't know. Like, I don't get it. Anyways, um... Chapter 5. <laughs> no, I'm thinking about favorite, My favorite line is when they're like, stalagmite's got an M in it. Obviously. That's the difference. <laughs> Hagrid... Uh, At the beginning of the book, Hagrid was driving me crazy. Yeah. Because I don't like Dumbledore. Oh. What? Again, that's something you'll... I can explain more later. That doesn't make sense to me! Okay, but Dumbledore shows up, and, like, at the end of the book, Harry is like, I think Dumbledore wanted us to go into the room. Mm-hmm. They were 11. I know! Okay, I literally brought that up a hundred times. Okay, they are 11, and Dumbledore's like, I'm just gonna give Harry this invisibility cloak and tell him everything he needs to go into this super dangerous place where he may die to to defeat the Dark Lord, or to approach the Dark Lord. What was the point of that? Dumbledore is the reason that Harry's at the Dursleys. Yeah. Oh, man. This book, the first book is not as bad on the, like, Dumbledore hate. It gets worse. Because oh. in the in this book, he's kind of, like, the whimsical... He's not in it a whole lot. Yeah. And he's he the just... whimsical headmaster who, like, yeah. knows things. And even at the end, I wrote, oh, look at Dumbledore caring, actually caring about Harry's well-being. Because he's yeah. like, I can't tell you this. When you're older, you'll know. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I can appreciate that. Yeah. But also... You let him go back to the Dursley. Yeah. So the whole time when you, like, first meet Hagrid and he's talking about how amazing Dumbledore is, I just rolled my eyes. I was like, okay, Hagrid. Like, calm down. Yeah. But then by the end of the book, when Hagrid comes into the, um, hospital wing, Mm -hmm. he's like, this is all my fault. I, like, could have killed you. I was like, see, this is what happens when somebody actually cares about Harry's well-being. Yeah. (laughs) Well, instead of being all weird and being like, oh, I'm going to eat your candy. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was so funny. I don't know. I feel like I would be super afraid of Dumbledore. Yeah. Like, I would think he's kind of creepy. Just this guy comes up here and he knows all of the answers to my entire life. And then he's like, I can't tell you that. And I'm going to yeah. take your candy now. He deserved the earwax <laughs> for all the torture. He deserved it. Um, okay, one thing I totally forgot was that Harry has Voldemort's twin wand, which I kind of forgot and was like, oh, that's a big deal. Yeah, it becomes a more of a bigger deal. Oh, good. I need to not forget that. You won't. (laughs) They'll mention it 30,000 more times. Okay, so I needed to address this so bad. I think the most unrealistic part of these books is that every time Harry refers to Voldemort, he always mistakenly tries to use the actual name, and he literally only heard it once. He only heard that full name one time, and he remembered it? That's ridiculous! I mean, wouldn't you remember the murder of your parents? Did he know that that's who that was? At the time? When? When he first heard that name, he was like, who's you-know-who? Why do you keep saying that? I think so. I don't remember. He knows it eventually. Yeah, it just, it bothers me, because why would it, that was, anyone remember someone's name the first time? I, I remember can't people's names the first time. <sighs> I, I may not remember their face, but I remember their name. Oh, I'm the opposite. Never mind. Well, That, that was, was my talking question. point, though. What? <laughs> Is about his name. Because everybody else says you know who. Yeah. And on the train, Harry's saying Voldemort over and over again. And Ron's like, don't say that. And Harry's like, see, I have so much to learn. Like, I'm only saying it because I don't know that I'm not supposed to. Yeah. And then he continues to use Voldemort's name. Yeah. And then Hermione is in the exact same position that Harry's in. But she says you know who. Mm -hmm. So it just shows, like, a difference in them. 
that Harry is not willing to conform. Like, he doesn't get why everybody's so afraid of it, even though he's the guy who killed his parents. And mm-hmm. Hermione's like, oh, I have to be a wizard. I must conform. Well, that's her personality, Yeah, too. it's to her personality. And then at the end, Dumbledore's like, don't say it. Fear of the name only increases fear of the thing itself. Yeah. And I'm like, well, of course, now he's never going to do it because Dumbledore told him not to. I thought he was telling him to say the name. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Oh, well, like he's like, never what? not gonna say Voldemort anymore because Dumbledore told him to always say Voldemort. Got it. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, someone said Voldemort on some post I read, and then they quoted Dumbledore, and I was like, whoa, I've never heard that before. That's crazy. I'm a nerd. <laughs> um, let's see. Aww. When I saw the twins for the first time and, like, their reactions and how they acted. Stop! I literally know, and it's just making it worse. I love the twins so much. Uh, You know? Yeah, I know. I know something. I don't know exactly, but I know something bad. I just love them. Yeah. Anyways, it made me think of the Stole Twins. Travis and Connor. Yeah. I love Except they're not twins. Them. Travis and Connor aren't twins? No. Oh, that's like the whole joke. Is that they look exactly the same, but they're not. Yeah. But yes, they're the same. That's what... I did the same thing when I read it for the first time. I was like, well, these guys are the Stoll Brothers. Oh, I see. They're like the same trope. They're like comic relief pranksters. Yeah. But I just... Fred and George are so great. At the end... When Dumbledore goes, I guess Fred and George are the reason for trying to send in a, tele- a toilet seat in. Because at the beginning, the mother's yeah. like, don't send a toilet seat. <laughs> I just, they're just great. I would like read a whole book from their perspective. Oh, that'd be so cool. Like how Rick did that. What? Yeah. And they just, when they're like all home for Christmas... And they're, like, chasing Percy around because he, like, won't put on the sweater. Yeah, I'm like, this is great. Like, oh, I love this dynamic. I just need a good fan fiction. <laughs> like, <laughs> honey. <laughs> oh. They have so many. <laughs> oh, well. But you can't read them yet because you don't know everything. Well, yeah. One day. At the end, I'll Maybe. show you. <laughs> um. Also, the fact that they are ghosts. Let me just... Point that out for a second. I None of this makes sense to me. Like, one of my questions was, what lore is all of this based off of? Is it just, like, she fantasy? Just, she's just making it up as she goes. What the heck? Because there's centaurs, and there's ghosts, and witches, and It's basically, and... it's fantasy, and it's magical. Yeah. So she just put in as many magical things in there as she wanted. Trolls. And, and she, like, created that. her own world. Yeah. And if you go on, like... Wizarding World, you can read stuff about pretty much everybody. Okay. Like, everybody has a backstory. Everybody has history, for the most part. Yeah, that was just so confusing to me. I was like, I wonder what she's basing all of this off of. Because there are such things as the things she's saying, but she's yeah. changing it around. Unicorns. What? Yeah, she's just taking things from magical yeah concepts and throwing them in and being like, this is part of my world now. Yeah. Also, the creepy hat. Love that. It's singing songs to people and I just doing I saw memes once that was like, one year there's an outbreak of lice at Hogwarts <laughs> and nobody can figure out where it's coming from. <laughs> oh my gosh! That is so funny! <laughs> oh, sorting hat. Uh, just the fact that he sings. Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> Have you seen what he looks like in the movie? Yeah. He looks like a grumpy old man. Yeah, it's so creepy. I'm like, why? And then he's whispering into people's ears. He's like, oh, this is really difficult. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> when we went to Universal, the, like, Hogwarts ride 
there's like one point you like turn a corner and the sorting hat's right there and it's like talking to you and I was like, whoa. <laughs> uh, nope, that is the stuff of nightmares. I don't like it. Speaking of songs, the Hogwarts alma mater <gasps> oh my is my nightmare. I forgot all about that. Uh, <laughs> and then he was talking about how friend George is the last ones. <laughs> What the heck? What even is that? What is going on? Everyone just sings their own tune and they all hear the same thing or they're all hearing the different thing. No, they're literally, they have words and he just said, pick your favorite tune. And so everybody's singing their own tune at once, all at different times. Oh my gosh. Literally, I know teachers that have done that. They're like, okay, let's Oh, remember our one teacher who was like, okay, let's sing Happy Birthday in the key of J. And I was like, this is Vaguely. stupid. <laughs> what the heck? No, I remember that now. <laughs> yeah. Yep, he would make people stand on chairs. And oh I think God. you did that once. That was the teacher who you sent me a birthday thing. No! <laughs> My birthday is February 13th. So it was the day before Halloween, or Valentine's Day. Oh my god, it's the day before <laughs> day before Valentine's Day. And I did not want this teacher to know it was my birthday because he made people sit on chairs and, like, sing to them. Oh, yeah. But Jade sent me, like, a Valentine's duck. Yeah. And it was like, happy birthday, and it, like, goes to your homeroom, and he was our homeroom teacher. Yeah. And so he got it and saw it, and, like, two doors down or something. Yeah. They... We're doing, like, a Valentine's concert thing. Like, a student was, like, singing. Yeah, like, serenading people. So he got that guy to come over and, like, serenade me for my birthday. But I was sick that day. <laughs> Single greatest prank of my life. It was the worst. <laughs> like, I knew you were miserable. And I was like, we'll laugh about this one day. It's we're laughing day. about it now. <laughs> we're older now. But at the moment... <laughs> Was, I wanted to kill her. It was so bad. It's like, well, this is the day I die. But I can be the only, like, I can say that I was probably the only person that this teacher ever did this to. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was such a prankster, though. Like, he would make us... So, he was one of those teachers where he would give us options of what we wanted to do that day. And he would be like... He would draw four different doors on the whiteboard. Oh my gosh. And he would draw like a normal door. He'd draw like two others. And then he'd draw the Hobbit door. And so we all chose doors one through three or whatever. And he goes, well, okay, you're going to be doing homework today. The Hobbit door was you getting free time for an hour, and we were so He was like, always choose the Hobbit door. Every time. And then he never did it again, so we never got to choose the Hobbit door. Exactly. It made me so mad. I was infuriated. I will never forget the Hobbit door, and I will always choose it. Yeah, so the way our school was set up is that you had 30 minutes for, like, study hall, and then lunch, and then class for homeroom. So one day during study hall he just started playing like old youtube videos like salad fingers <laughs> oh my god don't touch me i'm scared oh uh, like all of those just like non-stop and it, like went through lunch like he was still doing it llamas with hats the spider short story uh, the slender man yeah. yeah he did it all Dude, I love that man. I hope he's doing okay. <laughs> yeah, like, best teacher ever. Hope he finds this and is super proud of us for reading books. <laughs> Growing old. Yeah, he was our English teacher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that one. Okay, so back to the Potter. <laughs> it just needed to happen. Um. Okay, let's see, let's see. I say Harry has sass a lot, so I'm not going to quote all the times he does. I just say it so many times. I also thought it was stupid that the teachers can just give and take points as they please, and I don't understand that logic. I don't get it. Well, do you know? Like, the concept is that you get points for doing good things, and you get points taken away for bad things the whole house system was like set up to build rivalry between all the houses yeah so that they're competing against each other and they went too far now they all hate each other yeah 
But that's the idea, so you're trying to compete for the house points. I just, like, when It's they completely were, arbitrary scale. I know. I, it just made me mad. Like, when Snape was being the referee for the Quidditch match, I was like, that shouldn't be allowed. And it was, and it made me so mad. I didn't understand. Yeah, well, Snape. <laughs> when we get to book seven, I'll tell you how I can figured out how to fix Snape's character. Oh, yeah. Well. Because it only makes sense when you think it needs to be fixed. Yeah. Which you don't find out until book seven. Uh, let's see. I said, I need a remember all. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Neville. Uh, <laughs> I forgot. Neville's the best. I take those. What? <laughs> oh my gosh, I love him. He's so cute. Uh, no. <laughs> so I've taken those like BuzzFeed quids. This is, like, this is your Harry Potter boyfriend. And every single time I take it, I always get Neville. No matter how much I change my answer. That's so disappointing to me. But just, I wrote somewhere that I needed more... Neville and Harry friendship. Yeah. Because they're just super cute together. Mm-hmm. And... Bromance for life. Yes. And just though Neville's character development just in this book is insane. True, though. And Neville's character development throughout the whole series is insane. Boy, howdy. Like, he goes from this super meek kid at the beginning who keeps losing his toad to, like, being willing to stand up to them because they're, like, breaking the rules. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, good for Neville for being the only person in this castle who doesn't think them going after a big three-headed dog is a good idea. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, I said Neville trying to fly is literally me. <laughs> he just breaks his wrist. <laughs> it's whatever. <laughs> oh my god. Me when I try and do sports. Oh Yeah. Except not really, because I really just run away. Yeah. Harry trying to fly was awesome, though. I was like, yeah, buddy. You go. Get him. Yeah, that was... I love that. But also, I realized one of the things that I didn't like about this book was that it was like... There was no plot Hmm. until, like, chapter 14. (laughs) That It drove me insane. Like, I finished most of the book the past two days because I couldn't get through it. I've been reading it for two weeks and I just, it was so bad. There's just so much exposition, which makes sense because she has to introduce an entire world mm-hmm. to us. Yeah. But she spends so much time with details that don't matter. Well, I was going to give an example and then realize that was kind of an important detail for the next book. So we'll come back to that. Hmm. I'm just saying, like, but it's so just, many. the whole book is little random wizarding world things with, like, a little bit of plot thrown in. Like, oh, look, now we're gonna have a whole chapter about Quidditch because Quidditch is cool. I mean, it is. Yeah. And it's cool that Harry happens to this. And then the next chapter, we're just gonna have mention something so that the plot still go- keeps going. Yeah, that was kind of annoying. That's why I liked the end so much is because things were actually happening. Like, there was actually something going on. Besides, oh, let's just introduce him to this new world. Like, with the lightning thief, let me just throw this out there. There was an entire plot happening. Bro, the whole time they're explaining all this stuff to him. They literally explain stuff for, like, a chapter, and he just has to figure it out. Yeah, the rest of the books aren't like that. Good. It's, like, one chapter of the summer, and then he's back at school. And yeah. then you deal with the plot. I figured. Because you don't have to get through all of the exhibitions. So you know who everybody is now, and you know what the Wizarding World is. Yeah. And so we don't have to go see him at Diagon Alley for a chapter and a half. Yeah. Just killed me. Just... Yeah. So that line, the famous, you could have gotten us killed or <laughs> expelled. Like, I've heard that line so many times. It's a good line. It is. And it's just one of those things where Emma Watson is forever ingrained inside my brain. See, that's... I'm kind of worried about watching the movies, though, because I'm like, I have the image of what I want it to be, and that's how it is with all books. Like, I just... I want it to be this way, and it's not going to be exactly the same. They all talk in American accents in my head. (laughs) 
Well, they're not American. <laughs> not even a little. I think the movie versions of all of the characters are pretty all right. Yeah. Except for movie Jenny. Well. Which we will talk about in length when we get to book six. Well, dang. <laughs> all right. Something I'll go over to. <laughs> but yeah, Fred and George in the movies are great. Harry's... Yeah. Hermione and Ron are great. I think Emma Watson does a really, really good Hermione. Yeah, of course. That's what she's known for. Yeah. But I think they did a good job. And just the fact that they started when they were kids and grew up with the series. Yeah, that's really really helps solidify them as their characters. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I would never say that Logan Lerman is Percy Jackson. Ever. He's Perks from the Wallflower guy. Yeah. Or Teen Wolf guy. What? <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Moving on. Rip what else you got? Is. Anyways. Um, I thought it was funny how they hated Hermione for a solid, like, four chapters. And then they're like, nah, we saved her life. We like her now. <laughs> it's fine. Because they're 11 and they don't know anything. Yeah, and Ron only has one sister. Yeah. And six brothers. Or, like, there's six brothers and one sister. Yeah. So he probably has no idea how to talk to girls. No, and Harry obviously has no idea. And Harry doesn't know how to do anything. No, he doesn't know anything. Um, I put in all caps, not the bacon, because they dropped the bacon. Teen Wolf. I'm just confused. Dude. I was (laughs) like, no. (laughs) Not the bacon. That's important to me. What? The bacon fell on the floor when he got his broomstick package. Broomstick break-in. <laughs> bacon. Every time. Well, we're not into sports, so. <laughs> um, no, I really did like Quidditch. I liked that whole chapter. I said it was a combination of football, soccer, hockey, basketball, and rugby. And, eh. <laughs> and they're On the flying. Rugby. Like, okay. <laughs> okay, rugby player. I'm saying it's rough like that. Okay. It's like, it's nothing. They're trying rugby. to, like, peg each other and kill each other. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty great, honestly. All the others, <laughs> in all the other sports besides hockey, they don't really do that. That's true. You get fouled. Yeah, so there you go. That's my logic, not the actual playing. That's not even close. Oh, yeah, that's what I was like. There's no part of rugby. I got it now. I'm yeah. following you. And then with hockey, they just, like, beat each other with sticks or whatever, so. Yeah. My favorite thing about hockey is that they have a built-in penalty box. True. Like, it's part of the game. <laughs> yeah. I went to one hockey game and a guy got his nose sliced open by a skate, so... Yep. Awesome. <laughs> Super lit. Um, yeah, they talk about, in book four, they go to the Quidditch World Cup. Oh, uh, that's so cool. I literally love and Quidditch. It's amazing. They just talk about it. Like, it's a whole chapter, maybe more, just about the Quidditch World Cup. And... That's awesome. It's amazing. And I honestly didn't really understand the game until that chapter. Do you understand the game? Yeah. Okay. I love watching sports, and so the way she described it and made up her own sport was like candy. It was so good. I love it. I do not like playing sports, but like (laughs) watching football and just watching this play out in my head was awesome. It's like, this is the best freaking chapter. So good. It kind of blows my mind, though, that there's only one sport in the entire Wizarding World. Yeah. Like, there are so many sports. So there's, everybody's into something, and some people are just into everything, but basketball, tennis, baseball, football, hockey, all these different sports, and then the Wizarding World is like, we're just gonna go all into Quidditch, and nothing else. (laughs) Because it's all of them put together. Why would you even bother? They're like, screw all the different ones. Let's just all get in it together. I mean, I'm just saying. Um, Oh, I really liked during this chapter how when Wood was explaining what was happening. Oh my gosh, Oliver Wood. (laughs) Listen, I I don't know. He's crazy. Harry was repeating it. 
So, like, us as an audience member remembers what's going on. I thought that was so smart. Because you always have those characters that are like, here's how this world works. And the character's like, oh, okay. And you completely forget how it works. But then Harry was repeating everything he was saying. So it was like, you're going to know what Quidditch is. Yeah. Lee Jordan's commentary, like, on during the game. <gasps> My heart! I love him! There's a quote that Oliver Wood says, and I'm trying to remember if it's from this book or not. Um, well, let me see. I can't remember. Um... Page 188. Alright. I don't even remember the quote in full, so I can't even just look it up. So, after that obvious and disgusting bit of cheating, Jordan, growled Professor McGonagall. I mean, after that open and revolting foul, Jordan, I'm warning you. Alright, alright. Flint nearly kills the Gryffindor Seeker, which could happen to anyone, I'm sure. So a penalty to Gryffindor, taken by the spinet. Who puts it away, no trouble, and we continue to play Gryffindor still in position. I was dead! I was like, Lee, you are my favorite! Yeah, I think he stays as the commentary person. My I fav- sure freaking hope For, like, so. the books until he graduates. Oh, I love him. Which is so... The funniest thing about that quote is the fact that McGonagall is super into Quidditch. Yeah. Like, she sees Harry flying one time, and she's like, we need him for our team. We're gonna make an exception to the rule, because we need him for our team. Because nobody's a bigger Gryffindor Quidditch team supporter than Professor McGonagall. True. She pulls Oliver Wood out of class, and like, (laughs) I found you a seeker. And they're both just so excited. (laughs) I know! It's so weird. He's like, I'm never gonna go to school again. Everyone thought that. And then they're like... You're our little secret, Harry. (laughs) Oliver Wood is just so obsessed with Quidditch. Oh my gosh. That it's hilarious. (laughs) Uh, It's so good. Okay, so this uh, chapter 10 was when Hermione says Wingardium. I'm not even. Yeah, I'm not gonna try and butcher it. So I have a There's funny... a quote about it in the movie. <laughs> yeah, so I um I definitely remember in music theory we had two band director teachers and there's a word in music theory called hemiola. And so one of the directors made the joke that said it's not hemiola, it's hemiola. I didn't get it until reading this book, and I'm Yeah, this later the movie quote was, it's not Wingardium Leviosa, it's Wingardium Leviosa. Yeah. Or maybe the other way around. I know, I kept getting them confused, but I remember how the band director said it, and it was so funny. That's how I say that word to this day. The quote is from the third book. Ah, man. It's really iconic. I love him so much. (laughs) Harry then did something that was both very brave and very stupid. Same. Me too. I wrote in all caps, I love that line. What does that mean, past (laughs) me? What did I do? Um, okay. But from that moment on, Hermione Granger became their friend. There are some things you can't share without ending up liking each other, and knocking out a 12-foot mountain troll is one of them. That's sweet. I'm pretty sure that's the line. That's cute. Yep. I think I like that. It's true, that. though. Those three are gonna go literally into war together. <laughs> so. Yeah. It all started with a troll. Okay. Do they wear anything underneath the robes? I don't know. Like, you gotta... I don't... I don't understand. They're, like, changing in front of each other in the locker room, and there's a girl in there. And do they wear anything underneath? Probably. What the heck? It just doesn't make sense. In the movies, they do. But that was, like, a movie choice, because she never mentions it in the book. Yeah. 
And the movies, just, they, like, wear normal clothing, too. I was just so curious. I don't know. It just really upset me for some reason. That honestly is something that I always think about, is the fact that they just change on the, like, Hogwarts Express. I'm like, huh? But it's probably just, like, they put on a robe. Yeah. Like, graduation. You have yeah. to wear stuff underneath. I don't like, know. Like, it's probably just... that. But I'm always like, huh? <laughs> I put, I love how the commentating is written, because I'm just like that. It's it's so good. It's so good. Uh, Hermione, you little devil catching your professor on fire. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those moments that in, like, five books you'll look back on when Hermione's, like, completely lost her mind. Yeah. And you'll be like, this is the same girl who thought that being expelled was worse than dying. Yeah. She literally caught Professor Snape on fire. And it was the same book. (laughs) Yeah. The character development is real, you guys. Oh my gosh. Okay, page 195. They say something about how Harry Potter is... Like, oh, they compared him to a frog because he had the snitch in his mouth. And I was like, he's Tom Holland. He's a frog. (laughs) I just, I had to make that comparison. I just needed to. I thought that was so funny that they were comparing him to a frog. killed me. I made so many comparisons and, like, crossovers. Like, the owls are, like, the drachma and Iris's rainbow, like, an Iris message. Did I see that? Yeah. And how wizard chess is, like, the Star Wars chess game. Yeah. With the live characters. Um, thought it was super cute that Miss Weasley made Harry a sweater and fudge. I was like, you met this boy once! Oh my gosh. Mrs. Weasley is just really the best. Yep. What is happening? (laughs) What is it? Fred and George? (laughs) When one of them goes, yeah, we know who we are. Gred and Forge. Ah! Oh my gosh. Ah! And, okay, another comparison. The mirror is just like the mirror in Narnia that shows you... Your heart's deepest desires. And I pretend like I know what you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, in the Dawn Treader, Lucy wants to be beautiful, and so she sees Susan in the mirror. Ouch. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, I'm I'm just not beautiful. I want to be Susan. And I'm just like, my heart is breaking because I think Lucy's prettier. But that's just my opinion. (laughs) But yeah, it was super heartbreaking, and that is exactly what I thought of for that whatever mirror it's called. It's a whole chapter the mirror name. of Erised. Uh-huh. Yep, the mirror of desire. Yes, that's that's the one. Yeah. Uh. I'm just reading my notes for chapter thirteen, and there's just a lot of caps. Involved. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to look up what that chapter was because I didn't remember what it was. <laughs> I put, ah, Ron and Hermione are looking out for their boy. (laughs) (laughs) That's chapter 13 is when Snape referees the Quidditch game. Yeah. And I just thought it was so funny that these, like, 11-year-olds are like, okay, we're gonna do, like, this leg-locking spell on this 30-year-old man. Yeah. If he tries to threaten something. And I'm like, good for you guys for looking out, but also Snape could destroy you. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I put this, I feel like such an idiot for writing this note down, but I had no idea what was going on at the time. So I was like, well, okay, let's just see how this plays out. I literally wrote, I honestly wonder if Snape is Voldemort. Like, why else would there be two villains? (laughs) I hate myself. (laughs) I just, poor chapter 13 me. I was having a hard time. Well, you did what the book wanted you to think. Yeah. The book wanted you to think that Snape was the best. I was literally an idiot. I wrote down, I was like, okay, either this book is super obvious or something else is going down and I just have no idea <laughs> what's happening. The funny thing is, is that she does that in, like, every book. 
what? Like, every book is, like, Harry Potter and the time that he thought so-and-so was the Dark Lord. Yeah, I was like, how could these 11-year-olds figure out all of this stuff and actually be right? And half the time, it's Snape and Draco. It just makes me mad. He's like, they're evil, and he was only right once. (laughs) Makes me so mad. I don't know. (laughs) Hermione is me, but only during actual finals. (laughs) I should have been studying two months ago. I really love when Ron is talking about dragons. (laughs) Oh my god! Because you know that Ron only knows so much about dragons because Charlie, his brother, is like a dragon tamer. Yeah. And so there's like this meme where when Ron goes dragon breeding, breeding was banned by the Warlock Convention of 1709. Everybody knows that. It's like this meme <laughs> yeah. that goes, I bet at the Weasley house, Charlie would like try and bring dragons home or talk about dragons home all the time. And you would just, Molly Weasley would always go, Charlie, dragon breeding was banned by the Warlock Convention of 1709. <laughs> just like all the time. Oh my god. So I went, Hello, no, they no, nobody else knows that, Ron. Nobody else. <laughs> I'm dead. Oh my god. But it's also an example of Ron being the only person who actually knows what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Because both Harry and Hermione are basically muggles. Yeah. And so neither one of them know anything about the Wizarding World. And then Ron's like, duh, don't you know about that? Obviously. And it pops up later. Yeah. And like the seventh book, there's like this children's book that comes up. And they're like, what is this? And Ron's like, you don't know these stories? Like, and he starts listing them. They're like, what? <laughs> what happened to Peter Pan and yeah. Cinderella? And... Oh, Ron. Speaking of Ron, wonder what it's like to have a peaceful life. <laughs> he actually said that, and I went, same. <laughs> yep, that's the life. I said... 150 points lost. Dang. Now everyone hates Harry. Rip. (laughs) And then why would they have detention at 11 p.m.? Okay. That is so dumb. The beginning at the speech, Dumbledore's like, the forbidden force is banned for all people. Like, nobody's allowed to go in there except for detention for a bunch of 11-year-olds. It's just, they're 11. <laughs> and then Hagrid's over here like, yeah, you might die. It's whatever. Yeah, Phil just like making fun of them. He's like, I hope you survive. Whatever's left of you. And I was like, what is wrong with this school? It just... And they constantly, I don't know if they talked about in this book, but later books, they constantly talk about how Hogwarts is the safest place. Yeah. They're like, okay, first off, there was a three-headed dragon. A dog. A dragon. The Dark Lord was just loose as the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. And they went to the Forbidden Fords for detention. That's four reasons why this place is not safe. Troll had almost killed... Troll. Five reasons. I almost called her Annabeth. Don't. I just... I hate myself. It's fine. I think there's a line where Percy said something similar, and it goes, Harry had never seen anything so beautiful and sad, referring to the unicorn. And I feel like Percy said something similar when he saw some other creature that was like that. And I just went, oh, that that makes me sad. Because, you know, it's all dead and stuff. (laughs) I like Ferenz. He's nice. He comes back. Yes. Bro, I literally wrote, bro, Snape is Voldemort's minion? Awkward. Because I'm dumb and I don't know what's going on. I really want to talk about Snape. I have a lot of opinions God. about Snape. Yeah. And the whole fandom has lots of opinions about Snape. But I'm trying to stay calm. Yeah. I know. I I know the things. I just... I mean, I don't. I just... I've seen things about mostly him. I'm like, but it's yeah. called Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter's just like... The fandom collectively is just like, Harry's there, but, like, we don't care about him. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. And, like, I'm one of those people that just am very interested in the other characters that, like, mm-hmm. don't really have stories. Because we spent seven books inside Harry's head. Yeah. And so we're like, this guy's cool, but I don't care anymore. Tell me more about friend George. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas with Percy, we were like, finally, son of Neptune, he's back. Right. There's, like, a meme for Percy Jackson that was like, it's so weird that Percy Jackson is a young adult novel where we actually like the main character. 
Like, we don't just ignore him for the side characters. We actually just like him. <laughs> yeah. Like, all of us in The Lost Hero being so confused. Like, literally being upset that Percy wasn't in it. <laughs> yeah. That was the worst. That was probably the worst book, honestly. He's so got Leo cool. in it, though, so it's not terrible. Well, yeah, of course, Leo. But it also has Jason and Piper, and I feel like they cancel him out. <laughs> So we're supposed to be talking about Harry Potter. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's it's Leo, man. Love of my wrong. life. I wrong. love him. I still haven't finished the <laughs> series. I don't know what's wrong with me. One Page day. 262. Pineapples dancing. I thought that was important for some reason. I think it is. Yeah, that was that's right. part of their test. I'm pretty sure. Page 270. Where Harry just goes off. I was like, he just flipped his lid. What the heck? What did he do? He just starts yelling. He's like, well, I'm going to do this and this. I'm going to save the world. It doesn't matter if I get expelled or whatever. Oh, and I was like, whoa. He's too noble for what his own the good. Heck? He literally goes, so what? And then goes off for a whole half a page. <laughs> now I'm like, yeah. brother, what? I listen to the audiobook, so I don't have page numbers. And oh, so yeah, yeah. The like locations of things are lost on me. Yeah. I love, he like ends that with, Voldemort killed, killed my parents, remember? Because that's such a guilt trippy move. Yeah, if you do anything, just pull the dead parent card. I shouldn't have I'm said thinking that. about um, Harry's Enneagram type. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, it's all good. Hagrid just so happened to give him a flute. Wow. <laughs> also, I literally wrote, funny how a bunch of kids can get through this impenetrable fortress. Honestly, yeah. It made me so mad. Also, I said I wanted like, a bird key. how dumb do they think key. he is? What? I said I wanted a bird key. I just think that's cool. I don't... <laughs> they just had to find a bird and it's a key. Whoa. <laughs> Magic. Ron being a sacrificial boy over here. Um, Honestly, I was hoping that reading this book, I would like Ron a lot more than I did from my memory. And it's true, I do. Yeah, I like him. And I really like his relationship with Hermione that I forgot about. Yeah. Like in chapter 13, when they find out that Snape is the referee, Hermione's like, pretend to break your leg. Really break your leg. <laughs> <laughs> this like banter and they do it multiple times in this book yeah and i completely forgot about that and i was like they are the best sidekicks oh they're so good because like later memory and fan fiction especially tends to make harry and hermione's relationship really important yeah and it's like well they're like the best friends and like forgets about ron she hugged him once okay and i think the books probably do lead in that way yeah but like this first book they're best friends and ron was a jerk to him hermione mm-hmm. but they saved each other from a troll and now they're like bffs and they're just bantering back and forth and it's really great i'm a big fan it's a whole mess it's a whole mess i don't know i <laughs> all caps snape was trying to save him what the <laughs> and then Okay, if this isn't the throne room scene from Star Wars, then I don't know, man. Because literally, how do you say it? Quirrell? Squirrel? Quirrell? That's how I say it. It's like squirrel. That's probably right. He literally just talks in like this evil banter and then Harry's like, liar! (laughs) And he keeps going. He's like, never! I'll never turn to the dark side! (laughs) And I was like, Luke, stop. Oh my gosh. Honestly, if he had cut his arm off, I wouldn't have been surprised. I didn't even think about that, but that's a good point. (laughs) Like, it literally says, liar and never in all caps. And I went, okay, um, what? It's a complete secret, so naturally the whole school knows. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. One of the things that I always school. wanted to know is how big Hogwarts is. Like, what's the graduated class? Yeah. 
Because, like, they talk about the stadium being full, but they don't talk about how big the stadium is. But, like, right. How many... Do they say how many first years come in? Mm, not that I remember. Because there are five people in, like, Harry's room. Mm-hmm. And so if there's, like, ten people in every year, in every house, it's 70 times four. It's not that many people. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I think I looked it up once and they were like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's dumb. Oh, let's see. I went, aw, his mom saved him. Aw, Hagrid gave him a book of his parents' pictures. Oh my gosh. That was amazing. That was so cute. I was like, aw. And then Harry's dad using the invisibility cloak just to steal food. I was like, same, buddy. <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> I told Jade at the beginning of this that all she needed to do was get to book three. Because that's when we learn more about Harry's family. Yes. His parents. And I'm obsessed with them. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I figured I recognized those names, though. Yeah. I'm obsessed with, like... Harry's dad and his friends. Mm-hmm. So we have to get there. Even yeah. if we stop, at least we'll have getting, gotten there, and I can yeah. just fill you in on the rest. Yeah. I liked how Dumbledore gave them all those points. I was like, freaking yes! That is all I wanted. I literally hated that. Oh, what? Because he waited until the last possible second. He waited until Slytherin had already won that the whole Great Hall was already decorated with Slytherin points. And then it's like, no, I don't want Slytherin to win. He just went, boom. I mean, like, he could have given them the points sometime else before they had announced it. I think the other point is that he wanted to wait until Harry was there. It wouldn't have been the same, and it wouldn't have played out the same in the book if Harry didn't see that sequence of well, events yeah. happen. But it's just annoying. Yeah, like, he's a snake for doing that, but, I mean... It's just, it's more Slytherin shaming. Like, the fact that it was Slytherin that won, and then they took it away from Slytherin. They had won six years in a row. I know, but... It's dumb. Just the fact that she wrote Slytherin to win, and then was like, by the way, we don't want to do it in. Like, we don't want Slytherin to win, so we're going to give all these points to Gryffindor. Well, I mean... And the Slytherin shaming gets worse, but... Just the beginning when Hagrid's like, there wasn't a wizard who hasn't gone bad that wasn't in Slytherin. Which, first of all, is not true. Oh. Which we find out in book three, too. Well, I don't know, I know. these things. I know. <laughs> That's why I have more context than you. I'm defensive! But just There's just a lot of Slytherin shaming that doesn't need to be there. And so that's why I don't like that scene. Because, of yeah. course, it was Slytherin that they took it away from. I mean, yeah, and I guess it makes sense that, of course, in Harry's point of view, Slytherin would be bad because his worst professor, Snape, and his worst enemy, Draco, are the worst. Yeah. And so, of course, they're in that house. I have lots of opinions about Draco, too. Because they're just out to get him. And but I'm we'll sure get back to that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's just a mess. I don't even know. My question was... Is Lucius Malfoy a good dad? I don't even know who he is. Draco's dad. Well, yeah. I just mean... Yeah. We wouldn't have an answer. It was more of a, like, statement to stay. Because you don't see him very much in this book. And you find out way more about him later on. Oh. But just the way that Draco talks about him in this book. Yeah. Or he's like, well, my dad does this, and my dad does this. I'm like, maybe Dr- Lucius Malfoy isn't actually that bad of a father. Yeah. Draco's just a horrible human being. Well, the fact that Lucius is also a pretty horrible human being. Oh. But if he's not a bad father to Draco, he's, Draco's just going to be just like his dad. Oh. Well. But we can come back to that question when we have more information. <laughs> yeah. So we'll just write that down somewhere. Oh. Um... 
one of my things was, what other books or movies did this remind you of? And I was like, yeah, I definitely hit all of those because I think they're important and I am the crossover queen if there <laughs> ever was one. True. Um, what part... Hmm. I'm trying to think. What part do you relate to the most, do you think? I'm trying to think. That's crazy. We just went through a lot, so. Yeah. The whole book. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait until the books get three times as long. <laughs> There's just a lot happening, and I've never read it before. Yeah. I don't know. I always, when I read things, try and find a character I relate to most. Yeah, but of I course. But I don't relate to any of these characters really much. Yeah, I don't think I relate to one. It's just kind of those moments where I'm like, oh, same, me too. Like, I like Neville a lot because he's cute. I just think he's dumb. He deserves better. You'll see. He's not that bad. Oh, yeah. I just keep talking about book three. I know, buddy. We'll get there. One day. It'll happen. We'll do it. There's a scene in book three where, like, Neville gets a chance to, like, do something. And I'm like... My son. <laughs> my son, who's also my boyfriend. <laughs> Ew. Weird. Okay. <laughs> At some point, I reached the age when instead of that, I started calling people like my son. I was yeah. like, how old did I get where I happened? Like, I did it to Poe in Star Wars. Oscar yeah. Isaac is like 30 years older than me. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know what happened. When did I get this old? I think Rachel Zegler happened. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Why else would you call him specifically your son? It's true. Thanks, Rachel. <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, um, maybe I shouldn't. What? I was going to say something, but I won't. <laughs> Good. It's not about this book, so. That, I think that was it. I think the only other thing I had a question about that I'm sure you don't actually have an answer for is... Just a stupid question. What does Jupiter being brighter mean to the oh, centaurs? I looked it up. What? It's yes! Mars. Mars. Mars being brighter? I thought they were saying Jupiter. No, it's Mars. Okay, because I, I looked that it up. Makes a lot I looked it up right sense. when I say it means that a battle's coming. Of course it does, because Mars is Aries and Aries means right. war. Right. Obviously, I thought it was Jupiter, and I was like, what the heck does a lightning bolt have to do with this? No, no. It's so dumb. Oh, my. (laughs) Which is like, Hagrid's like, the centaurs aren't saying anything important. They just want to talk about the stars. But they're literally telling him exactly what he needs to know. Hagrid's just kind of dumb. And like, when Ferenzi comes back later on, he says that. He's like, people just don't understand us. But we tell you everything you need to know. (laughs) They're so cool, honestly. Like... Rachel prophesying in Percy Jackson. She's like, I told you everything. You just didn't hear me. (laughs) Yeah. Except they're way more direct about it. Like, it was pretty obvious what they were saying when I was reading it. In Percy Jackson, it's like, you are going to be the... You're just like, what? Yeah. This is dumb. Pretty much. That, That was all the things I had, I think. Yeah. That was it. Cool. Freaking Mars. Do I have any looking over my notes, seeing if I have anything else to say? It's just a lot. <laughs> this line from chapter six, when they're on the Hogwarts Express, and Ron goes, If I brought a toad, I would have lost it as fast as possible. But I brought scabbers, so I can't really talk. <laughs> uh, Ron, 1991. <laughs> oh, Classic. scabber. That's how old this is? My god. Yeah, it's set 1991 to 1998. This is older than us. Well, I don't think it came out in 1991. Oh, that's when it's set, though? Mm-hmm. Bruh. Of course it was. It came out in 97. Oh, okay. So it could have been she started writing it in 91. I don't really know why it's set in 91, but it yeah. is. So, how would you rank it? Okay, I had a lower ranking because I was thinking about it at work and I was like, what would I rate this? Where I was at, even though I was only two chapters from the end, which is kind of dumb. I don't know. I think I'm going to give it a five. Okay. And I think that's being kind of nice. Yeah, I had it at a seven, but since we've been starting, I'm putting it at a six. 
Yeah, I just hated the beginning so much, but then the end was like, oh, plot twist! Whoa, what the heck? So, I think five is fine. Yeah, that puts it at five and a half. Stellar. Five and a half pineapples. Love it, because it doesn't deserve any more than that. I think it's a good introduction to the world. Yeah. But it's not the best one. No, not and even a little bit, and I have nothing to compare it to. Right, and it's okay that it's not the best one, because it's the first book of a seven-book series. Yeah. And so all it's really doing is introducing everything. Like, it has to introduce you to the big plot, and it has to have its minor plot because it's a book. Yeah. And it has to be like, okay, here's a whole new wizarding world that you didn't know about before. And I think it yeah. does that. It does its job. But it just makes it kind of a boring book. Yeah. I like the end a lot. And I'm a sucker for a good ending because I had it at 4.5. <laughs> like, that was a solid, like, yeah, four and a half. That That's how much I like it. And then I was like, no, five, yeah. So five and a half, I can live with that. I can sleep tonight decently. Awesome. So next we'll watch the Sorcerer's Stone movie. That's what this book is called. Yep. (laughs) In England, it's called The Philosopher's Stone. What? (laughs) That's so weird. Yeah, they changed the title between England and America. That doesn't matter. And I don't know why. I am having a breakdown. I'll look that up and get back to you. <laughs> yeah, what? I just know that they did that and everybody's like, why did they do that? Do they not think that we know what a philosopher is? <laughs> oh my gosh. So, and Sorcerer's Stone, we, the curly critics, like... What are... No, the, where the letters are the same. Alliterations. Alliterations, yeah. <laughs> I thought you said allegations or something. I was like, no, there's not any alligators in here. <laughs> what? All right. <laughs> it's time for bed. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Curly Critics Pod. And if you have comments about the podcast or want to give us feed cat feedback. Feed cats. <laughs> yeah. You can email us at curlycreditspod at gmail.com. Yeah. We check that. We do. I do. Oh. <laughs> all right. Bye. That's all. See you next time, hopefully. Please Movies don't leave us. And stuff. The Curly Critics are a proud member of the WBD Network, which has amazing shows for you to listen to, such as Bacon and Eggs, a movie lover's podcast, where Tyler and Ethan talk about movies and everything in between. Here's a promo. Howdy, Yokes. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Hill. And we host Bacon and Eggs, a movie lover's podcast. It's the most roll-your-eyes-I've-seen-it-before concept for a show. But with new hosts, I promise. Each week, we sit down together and watch a beloved movie. We start by looking at some critical and concrete points and let our conversation flow from there. We've covered all sorts of movies, from Jaws to Little Women. From the Lego Movie to the Lego Movie 2. From Marvel to Star Wars. From Back to the Future to Back to the Future Part 2. And tangents from our frustrations with fast food. To discussing our fear of the Mighty Loon. So if you want a podcast that makes you laugh, download Bacon and Eggs, a movie lover's podcast. With new episodes available every Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts, and now on WBNE.org. Ghostbusters 2! I, I, my, my hope and dream was that you would say that. <laughs>